Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Julie Bates with the podcast Training the Pointing Labrador, episode number 206. And in today's episode, I want to go along on the theme that I've been doing these last few, uh, where I get some questions or a problem brought to me, and I at least try to share it a little bit with people. There may be some aspects of it, parts of it that they would find useful or give you just to reframe things a little, maybe look at them a little bit differently. But I got a phone call from somebody, other side of the country, um, not a client of mine, but somebody that kind of a dog friend, um, who had some questions and, and wasn't really, didn't always see things the way that I painted on all the things that I write and the things that I talk about. And so kind of wanted to talk it out. It was, it was interesting. And the topic was on corrections to dogs in dog training. And corrections is uh, kind of a term if you're kind of in the know in the dog world. You're, right. you're talking about corrections and what, what corrections you give on a blind or what corrections you give in the upland field. And, you know, it kind of shows that you're in the know on stuff. Um, and people are very comfortable with uh, corrections. And so he was having a problem. I'm not going to name names so nobody else will worry. I only named Jeff and Sarge. I, <laughs> I blurt those out. But... Uh, nobody else will I ever do that. But it, it, the, he was talking mostly about uh, running blinds and why when he'd done the, all the basic work and, and he'd even had some professional help, you know, so the dog was new to go and knew to stop and, and knew this stuff. But on blinds, the, dogs would, the dog would kind of take its own, take the reins a little bit and he'd give it a left angle back and it would take a right over and he'd stop it and give a bigger left angle back, and the dog would turn left and then go right over. And he wanted to know, how do you stop them from doing that? And so many uh, questions in oh, the forums. Oh, golly, the forums where somebody goes, my dog won't take a left angle back. It only goes, you know, and so then everybody's reining in there on how to correct that and what to do. And I think that when any of us have... Uh, issues with dogs where we feel I need to stop this I need to fix this uh, the way that we approach it and look at it uh, is very important to getting to uh, in a humane and fair way the what the problem is and how to fix it because and, and let me ask you this uh, any, anyone listening to this how many times in a day, do you go do something wrong? Go do something wrong. Pull out in oncoming traffic. Take some lady's change at the grocery store. You know, just do something wrong. How, how many times a day do you do that? Most of us, basically, we don't. We may do something that in hindsight, you know, like, well, in hindsight, I wished I'd have done that differently or not done that or done something extra. Or we, we make a mistake. You know, it's like, wow, that was really the wrong choice, and I'm not going to make that choice again. But we don't ever go out and go, I'm just going to pull out in traffic and cause some trouble. It's not a thing that we do. And living things don't do that either. It's not really part of the fundamental survival mechanism. You know, I want to stay around so I don't pull out in front of oncoming traffic. I want to have, you know, enjoy my life. 
That's why I try to do my version of my best all the time. And animals are the same way. They want to thrive. They want to stay alive. And they don't want to get in trouble. And they don't want pain of any kind. And so when we fundamentally assume that a dog is just, you know, the old giving you the finger, that tells us everything about our perspective and absolutely nothing about the animal and what they're doing. So this really comes down to your fundamental perspective on living things. If, if, if everything is inherently kind of evil and bad, then <clears throat> I'm not going to reach you. But I doubt you're evil and bad. And people really, unless they have something really wrong with them, you know, literally physiologically, nobody wants bad stuff to happen. Nobody's setting out to just do something horrible. They just aren't doing that. And our animals, especially ones that we, we work with every day, we live with, we care about, they aren't going out there and going, oh, heck with you. I'm just going to do this to drive you crazy because then you're going to turn the collar up and you're going to do this and that to me. So th that just doesn't happen. So when an animal is doing something, I don't care what it, it could be in the upland field, it could be on marks, it could be on the line, it could be in the backyard. Uh, when they're doing something, it's significant. It's telling you something. If you're just looking for evil, it, looking for, you know, this is, a, this is a negative animal and they're just doing this, then you're going to find that. But you're going to find it everywhere you look because that's what you're looking for. Just like if you say, you know, I never see blue cars anymore. Then that's all you're going to see, right? So then if you think things are inherently evil, then you're going to see things that appear to be inherently evil. That's not really true in dogs. So the first thing is to go, all right, this dog is telling me something with this. They're telling me something with not taking the cast, even though we have done casting drills, right? We've done casting drills with angle backs and overs and straight backs. And I have shown the dog what, when I put my arm up this way, if you haven't done that, if you haven't taught them, then you can't be mad if they haven't learned it. But if you have, and then they go out there and they are uh, not responding the way that you've taught them to assume that how do I knock them upside the head here and get them to stop doing that, it really is best if you sit back and go, all right, this dog is doing this to me. What are they saying to me? I mean, assuming that they're not wanting to get in, me mad and get all kinds of trouble because they're not. So there's a number of things when you look at that, because that's what I do all day, every day with all variety of dogs. Not a one of them is evil. Not a one of them wants to get in trouble. But they're very different. So some dogs, when they do things that you don't understand or don't like, it's because you haven't really taught them as much as they need to be taught. You may have taught an animal the way you've taught the last four ones you've ever done, and this stupid guy still won't do it right. Well, maybe this guy has to do it more, has to practice more, has to be taught in a slightly different way, just like people. Maybe this dog doesn't really uh, understand uh, the subtlety of a left angle back. They just see your arm up, and because they haven't practiced very much, they just go somewhere. 
it, in which case you haven't taught well enough. So the problem isn't with the dog. It isn't that the dog needs to be corrected. It needs to be taught more thoroughly with a little bit more time to do that. There's never anything wrong with that approach. Ever, ever, ever. You're never going to be harmed by going back on something and reviewing the basics with patience, without uh, corrections, but with a teaching approach. And make sure that, that the dog clearly shows that they understand what you're doing. Many, many times, if I make a mistake, it's that. When I see what other people do, they, you kind of rush through that stuff a little bit because you want to get to the fun stuff. And there's some holes in their fully understanding or in just the sheer practice of doing the right thing. Very often, that's problems. Now, let's assume that you did a, an adequate job of teaching that dog what it is, the sitting on the whistle, the taking a cast, what woe is, whatever. You've, you've done an adequate job of teaching them that. So now you go out and you're going to practice and do whatever, run some blinds, do some handling, stuff like that. But something, I don't know, you, you got mad at the dog because they messed up their kennel or they wouldn't load in the truck and you got after them. So things are a little bit sideways sometimes with you and the dog. That can be a contributor to dogs just like it would be with you uh, in situations. Or you may be up on the line and you didn't see it, but there were some turkeys that ran right over in a certain spot over on the right, right? And you were busy doing, tying your shoe, and the dog saw those birds sitting right over there, and then they just disappeared into the cover. Okay, something as innocent and harmless as that could happen. Or they saw a bird land there, or they saw something, something happen that drew their attention. So when you start to handle, Right? The dog goes out there, They're, they are just convinced that whatever it is they need is right over where they saw, and you're giving the dog left casts, and the dog's wanting to go to the right, going, what's wrong with you? I saw the bird. I'm going to go get it. Right? And then you get real mad at him. Now, the dog is not doing something wrong, other than you obviously haven't taught control well enough. If your dog is convinced it needs to go to the right, and you're moving it to the left, and it goes, oh, I, you know, you don't realize it saw that turkey that was over there or some bird thing, something happened. You should be in your training, if you are advanced enough, be able to, that's almost like a poison bird blind, you know. It's like you still got to go to the left, no matter, no matter what you saw. But that's a thing that dogs have to be taught. They don't come out knowing that when you start handling and you have to be aware of that. So you're casting to the left and this dog keeps taking this hard right and you're going, what is wrong with this thing? And what was wrong was you didn't pick up on the dog picking up on something and then you haven't taught enough control that even though you believe you should go over there, you need to go over here to the left. So again, that's a teaching thing and uh, an awareness thing. It's not a dog that's just telling you to take a hike, I don't care what you want. It's the dogs that's revealing to you some of the inadequacies, or not even inadequacies, but there's more training to be done here. We need a higher level of control. And you don't do that by correcting them. 
You do that by identifying that kind of thing and then setting up a place to teach that. You know, a real nice place. I use pattern blinds for teaching that kind of stuff at the very beginning. You know, I can teach a poison bird blind, throw a mark, tell them no bird, move them significantly away and run a pattern blind and then hold them to it and make that run that blind because you know it. And so there's a lot of ways to teach a higher level of control. Um, but you have to teach that. So there's a, a some a, a kind of an odd example, but an example of a dog that's going, I know where I got to go and it's right over there. And they're really convinced and you have no clue why they're convinced. But Again, I think that comes down to you don't have enough control over your dog, and that's the teacher's responsibility. Go back and teach a higher level of control. We're not going to correct them because you're given a left cast and they're taking a right. We're going to look at the big picture here and go back to the basics and reteach on that again. Now, there's other things that could happen. You might have been standing up on the line on this, Pulling them to the right, pulling because they were cocked up left too far. Pulling them to the right, pulling them to the right, pulling. That influence is in their head. When you keep going in there with the here, here, and the right, go pull right, pull right, pull right. And then you send them out there and they start to go right and you cast left. They go right again. Again, that's understanding that not all dogs, but some dogs are very influenced by initial lines. They're very influenced by what what your cues are up there. I've watched people just take themselves out of a field trial or a hunt test because they influenced heavily one direction or another on the line. And then their dog went out there and it went the way they were influenced. And, and they had no idea that they had put that, in that into that dog's head way up there. And then they're out there wondering what's wrong with this dog and why is it doing this? So no place in any of this for corrections. Now, if you need to get handle your dog to the left and they keep going right, then you're going to have to walk out there, throw a dirt clod left, do something, and and take control of the situation because you can't let them get away with something you don't need, want them to get away with. But it isn't the dog doing something wrong just to make you upset. It's a dog showing the inadequacy in either your relationship or the training that you've had. And that's your responsibility and not the dog's. So my suggestion to this fellow, who was a good dog person and had done good dog work, was let's just take the good and evil, right and wrong thing out of this because it really doesn't apply here. So let's take, you know, and a, a good thing would be a notepad. You know, if you spend time training by yourself and working on stuff or even in a training group, but you're always kind of analyzing stuff, if you have a notepad and you have, you're having a, an issue that, that isn't just a one-time thing, but seems to follow you in, in your training stuff, if you have an issue on that stuff, is to just take down, not again, let's take the judgment and the good and evil out of it and just say, this dog is doing these things in this situation. So what is the dog, how, how is it I want this dog to respond? What should they be doing? And instead, what are they doing? And then look back at your training program with this dog and say, where? Where have I let this weak spot, this hole develop? 
It probably showed itself earlier on. If it shows itself consistently, it is a weak spot in your training program and not a vindictive or terrible dog. Now, dogs have different uh, talent levels. Dogs have different motivation levels. And those things aren't tied right together. Your dog may be the fire-breathing dragon, but takes a long time to really grasp some of the concepts. Or you may have a dog that's a fire-breathing dragon and super smart. Those are, oh, that's a lot to train right there. You, you have to be also that way. Or you could have a dog that's very talented, but not very motivated. <laughs> so now you got a different thing that you do. And sometimes you have dogs that aren't terribly talented and also aren't terribly motivated. And you don't train them the way you do the fire-breathing dragon or the super talented. It's a totally different thing. So then you have to go about, how do I teach this dog? One, without in creating disinterest because I'm working them too hard or demanding too much or asking too much. How do I train them that way? How do I train enough so that they're enjoying it? But... I'm not making them resentful. And then on the teaching thing, I'm going to have to take more time and more repetition and more positive reinforcement when they do it right, a lot of good dog stuff and all that, until I have the mildly motivated and mildly talented dog through consistency and practice begin to have a fairly a much higher skill level. And I've done this with dogs. I know you can do that. I mean, they do have to have a certain minimum talent and minimum uh, motivation. But because it's not one that, you know, you can snap his leg and they're still going to go, doesn't mean you can't get a lot out of them. But you've got to see what you've got, realize it, and then adjust things. And understand, the fire-breathing dragon that's super smart does not intentionally do wrong things. They may lose control of their thoughts, but then they need to learn how to maintain control of their thoughts so they don't do these things that are driving you crazy. And the way you do that is with consistency and practice and skill development and not with making, okay, he's a fire-breathing dragon that's smart, so we're going to do really hard things in a lot of them. Exactly the wrong approach because you want these dogs to be able to May have their minds not be their worst enemies and you've got to reel that stuff in and keep it as calm as it can keep things simple so they really understand what they're doing and all of their energy is focused in one direction instead of all the complication you've added because you think that's a good thing to do with this highly motivated smart dog it never is it's not good to do on the not smart less motivation dog you have to be patient and very clear. And believe it or not, on the fire-breathing dragons that are high IQ, that same thing. Different speed, maybe. You can go through things with a, at a higher rate of speed as you teach things than you do with the one that has struggles a little bit more with that. But those are the guys that you really have to teach them to be able to focus on one thing and keep their mind under their own control instead of the spit flying, I don't know, I'm just running as hard as I can because I do know how to do that. Okay, And then you get mad at them thinking they're doing something wrong, and they're not. You just haven't given them the tools to cope with increasingly demanding situations. I, if any of you with the highly motivated... Guys, I'm, that's something I'd like you really to think about. 
those are the ones that you have to keep very on track because their mind goes so rapidly and their body goes so rapidly and sometimes they're not even together and then sometimes they are but it's not in any cohesive way and so that's why I said those I think are some of the most challenging dogs to train because they're smart and they get stuff so you just keep moving on and moving on and moving on and you don't realize that their thinking and their understanding and their focus has not kept up at the at the levels that you keep increasing the complication so when they start doing wrong things or things that you don't like where you're looking for corrections what you need to correct is the inadequacy in your training program where their mind is just really turning over and get it back where it's on a more focused it's always going to turn over fast and they're always going to be highly motivated but have them do it on single things at a time so they can manage the mentality and the physicality that they have because when they can manage that then they will manage it and then they will take casts and they will go in the direction you point them and they will on the upland stuff or anybody in here that's listening to that on the upland things um dogs that so many people have issues with especially you know the pros are pretty good because they've seen a lot of stuff but a lot of people that have a really nice dog really nice dog and and you know it points and it does all this stuff but it's then now it points really well and well now it's starting to just creep a little bit right and but you will broke the dog well it's still creeping well now how do i correct this and so there's a lot of ugly ways that people do that kind of stuff and a lot of times if you do something that's kind of ugly um with a dog and they don't understand and it makes finding that bird bring bad stuff then they either lose the style of point you lose the point they'll blink birds all kind of things can happen and the reason is is that you went in to correct something before you really evaluated what was happening and what you've done to enable that that makes that dog do this or believe that they can do it so again if you evaluate what you're seeing not in terms of an evil dog but in terms of what is this dog not aware of what is this dog not understanding what is this dog not taking seriously enough and how do I go backwards I don't go out there and bang them over the head in their heroin field I go back and I try to change their thinking about it before I come back so the answer to my friend on the other side of the country was let's take the dog is doing something wrong aspect out of this let's take I need to find a thing to make him stop doing this a thing and everyone go on the forums on the internet you'll have 50 things you can do and nobody's evaluating where the inadequacy in that dog's training program is and how to address that and that way not have to go out there and bang the dog over the head any trainer that really likes you know I'm the tough guy it's my way or the highway I, I never reached those people and I never could and I wouldn't want to be uh, in their lives too much but if you can do the very thing that you would like if we were training you if I was training you to be a professional dog trainer and every time you didn't do the right thing I I made you responsible screamed at you 
you know, I'm going to lose you pretty soon, and you aren't going to be learning really well. You would really like for someone to see that you're giving it effort, but I hadn't explained how to do the force fetch well enough to you, so you were giving it your best shot, but it, you were kind of messing some stuff up. I, my teaching was the problem, not you. And everyone wants, we want to be looked at like that in our lives. And if you look at your dog that way, for one, they, <laughs> they just make life so much better for them. And then you actually can solve problems before they become huge. And you don't have to, you know, take a living thing out there and cause it all kinds of pain to, to make it do what you say or else, your way or the highway. So corrections, evil, wrong, throw that stuff out. That is not the nature of, of animals. Um, they always show you the inadequacies. You just need to step back and look at it and think about it and where it started and what you can do to go back through fundamentals and try it again. So that was, I thought I'd share that with everybody because I know the correction thing is a, is a really big deal. And some people just live by it. And they'll tell you that I'm, you know, full of baloney, and that's fine. You know, I, I, I've got plenty of dogs behind me that are very thankful <laughs> that I didn't assume they were evil. And uh, that's the same kind of treatment I would want, and probably you too. So it's, a, it's kind of a liberating way to look at dog training because you don't have to measure up to everybody's standards. You don't have to do what other people are telling you to do. You can maybe just do what's right for you and your dog, think it through and work it out. That's a very pleasant place to exist and a very pleasant place to work with dogs. So as I get more of these questions in, when I think they're of universal interest, I'm, I'm happy to share them with, with people if they're enjoying that. And we've got the, I'm, I think one of my podcasts in here with the questions is I'm going to do one on, um, for people that are running, getting ready to run the uh, American Pointing Lab Association uh, Triple Crown. I'm not doing it as any official person of the APLA. I'm just doing it as a dog trainer. It's had dogs in it before, and there will be dogs that I know that are in it again this time. And I'm just going to give maybe some ideas on things to think about and to prepare so that I would love for everyone to qualify and go and finish and get all the cool stuff that they're going to get. So I'm going to at least give some advice on that stuff. So that's today's. Um, again, I wish everybody well. I hope I'm we're, we're smack in the middle of the season, hot summer, hot, hot summer, 102 here yesterday. We were out training. Dogs were in the water. We were sweating. So let's get her done. Get on into the fall. Let's have success for everybody. And uh, do you be running more tests? She's doing well. Just nothing to report other than just training her and getting ready for some more of the tests. So everyone take care, and I will be back soon.